The latest crop progress report for Wisconsin says field work and planting has really begun in earnest, at least in the southern half of the state. And this is also what we're hearing from crop consultant Eric Birschbach. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. Eric Birschbach owns and operates Ag Site Crop Consulting in western Dane County. He's got about 30 years of experience under his belt. He tells me his farm clients are either halfway done planting corn and soybeans to just about finished. Most of the farmers I work with are already in the fields planting soybeans, planting corn. Um, some of them are easily halfway done. Others are pretty almost finished. If we get some decent weather this week, they will probably finish up planting corn and beans. So mainly what I've been doing is following uh, the corn planting, making sure that the planters are putting the seed at the right depth, the right spacing, talking with the farmers I work with, making sure we have a plan of what we're going to do next for weed control and setting up the the plan for success. So if we can execute that plan, the rest of the summer gets easier, but we have to start now at planting. The Crop Progress Report also says we're about five days behind the five-year average for planting corn and two days behind the average for planting soybeans. Is that a significant delay? How do you feel about this year's timing? Again, for the small sampling of people that I work with, I think the timing is good. I think it is easily as good as last year. And a lot of that I have to credit to a guy who's been doing this as long as I have, a man by the name of Dr. Joel Lauer, UW Extension corn specialist here in Madison. Uh, Last year, Joe and I were having a conversation about planting and soil temperatures. And prior to last year, I'd been all about uh, taking soil temperature at the two-inch depth, soil temperature at the four-inch depth, looking at the forecast, whether or not it had rain in it, whether it was a warming trend, using very complex algorithm in my head of when we should start planting. Talking with Joe and relying on his data, Joe laughed and said, Eric, nope, you're wrong. I said, Joe, come on, right? I've got experience doing this. And Joe said, no, I've got the data that shows in southern Wisconsin, we hit April 20th and the ground is fit, we plant. I said, Joe, are you serious? He said, yes, that is the data. So subsequently, I've used Joe's advice. And this year, once we hit April 20th, the ground was fit. It was cold, but a lot of farmers I work with started planting, and the crop looks good. The seed is still firm. Uh, This week, I anticipate it to be emerging from the soil. Thankfully to the research from Extension, that helped us a lot. And Eric, the reason I even ask about how you feel about if we planted late or not is because I'm wondering if we have late emergence of crops, does that change weed, pest, or disease pressure? into the growing season? Uh, it can, certainly. Each year, though, is so weather variable. I mean, that warm-up we had in early April changed the sequence of insect activity. This cool, wet conditions we have currently will impact conditions. I was just reading a University of Illinois report that they were starting to wrestle with, with black cutworm moth flights, and actually our own DATCAP, Krista Hamilton out of DATCAP, was reporting unusually high black cutworm moth flights due to the southwest winds that we've had back in April. So, I mean, those are things that will impact the crop depending upon where the the crop is when those eggs hatch. So there's a reason why we have to go look at fields as opposed to just relying on models. Do we need to be worrying about any other pests in other regions of the U.S. that could make their way to Wisconsin? And what first comes to mind is the alfalfa weevil that we've heard southern plains states are battling. Well, you're right. Alfalfa weevil is an annual pest to look at in alfalfa. Typically, it's not 
as much of a problem here in southern Wisconsin. I mean, it's present every year. You can see it, but it's not usually a management uh, factor for us. Other pests, I think, that we really need to keep an, an eye out for, certainly with, with cutworm, certainly with armyworm, are important, especially as we do more cover crops because both cutworm and armyworm prefer laying their eggs in grassy fields. Think about all these great cover crops we have out there that are doing a good job reducing soil erosion and keeping nutrients in place. But there's just another management consideration we have to have while um, utilizing these crops. Well, Eric, I'm glad you brought up cover crops because I wanted to ask you, as we see more farmers start using covers, does that influence planting times or emergence versus if you're going into bare ground? It can, yes. So, I mean, every farmer has their own threshold for when they want to start planting and what their goal is out of those cover crops. So if farmers want to use those covers for overwintering cover and soil erosion management, then they might get in early in the spring, kill those covers off, and then no-till into those cover crops. Other farmers that may want to have more plant residue uh, in their fields so that they have a mat of those cover crops might wait a little bit longer before planting and terminating the cover crop so that they've got more plant residue, more biomass that actually covers the soil as the plants are dead and dying. So planting date can vary with the covers depending upon what the goal is for the individual producer. Gosh, Eric, it sounds like your job is hard. Every farm is different. (laughs) One recommendation does not fit all. It basically is what I'm gathering from our conversation. Absolutely. And it's the beautiful part of agriculture. Each farmer is their own CEO. They are in charge of their own operation. They're in charge of their own profitability, their own decisions, their own equipment lineup, their own personnel. They make those decisions daily, annually. And no farm is really the same as their neighbor. It's the beautiful part about agriculture, honestly, because we could take different solutions and apply them in different ways on different farms and have different outputs and outcomes, which is marvelous, I think. Eric, at the start of our interview, you put a lot of emphasis that on this time of year, early in the growing season, you want your farmers to be focused on weed management plans. Yeah, so weed management, I would encourage everyone to think late summer when we're frustrated with maybe how some weeds have escaped our management program, think like giant ragweed or water hemp or maybe some grasses like woolly cupgrass and plan for that now. Now is a good time to plan so that your fields don't have yield impact from those weeds. We don't necessarily have to eradicate them, but we just need to make them non-competitive with our crop. Executing a good plan is always a good idea. Eric Birschbach along with us. He owns and operates Ag Site Crop Consulting out of Western Dane County. He works with growers in Dane, Iowa, and Lafayette counties. And he tells me he enjoys working with new technologies that help farms become more profitable. Yeah, so the tools that I use personally are, are definitely an app on my phone that enables me to map farms. I can either map them standing with a farmer because we have an air photo that comes up on our phone and we can draw in where the field boundaries are. Or I can actually take my phone into my um, UTV and drive the field borders and actually map the farm with real-time GPS coordinated off the GPS and our cell phone signal, which is surprisingly accurate. I use that also for soil sampling. When I soil sample, I tend to soil sample on a five-acre or two-and-a-half-acre grid point system. So in other words, I divide the farm up into five-acre points, 
and I drive to that point and I pull a sample there, and then it's repeatable three or four years later when I pull another soil sample. So it's just a referencing, a geo-referencing system, kind of like geocaching, of how you go back to the same spot. Geocaching, isn't that a game that people can play too? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. It's the mystery game in the countryside that, again, it's using the GPS on our phones and clues to go find a certain spot. So it's the same technology that we use in agriculture that you can use on your phone when you're playing a game. For the farmers, I mean, as you've said, for farmers inside the tractor cab, I mean, it's the auto steer that GPS has enabled us to use. So it reduces the farmer fatigue. So the auto steer, basically you set up a a line in the field and then the the tractor will follow that line and plant your crop. So the farmer doesn't have to be monitoring how close or how far away they are on consecutive passes with their corn planter or tillage equipment. How has this type of technology made your customers more profitable? You mentioned reducing fatigue or increasing efficiency, but how does that translate into more profitability? Yeah, so more profitability would be um, more efficient um, planting, for example. So each time the planter passes through the field, we can be at a set distance on the consecutive planter pass versus an overlap on that next planter pass. There are these um, cool little solenoids that are on planters um, that we like just like we have on our car to start a starter motor on a car. You turn a switch and it kicks a solenoid on and off. Same thing on a planter. Each row unit can have a solenoid on it that turns that planter row unit on and off. So as you cross a non-square field edge, for example, think about contour strips, it'll shut that planter unit off and save seed. And also when we, we found where we crowd corn plants into too small an area, we lose yield. So the efficiency is we're not overplanting our corn crop. We're efficiently using the resource of seed corn. And also we're improving yield by giving the corn a better environment to grow in. Eric Birschbach along with us with all sorts of knowledge on what he's seeing in the field this year. He owns and operates Egg Site Crop Consulting in western Dane County. He's got about 30 years of experience under his belt working with farmers in Dane, Iowa, and Lafayette counties. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.